Do you remember planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life. This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning in to the Wedded Wellness Podcast. It's Ashley Sondergaard, your host here. I'm excited to get into this episode today. So we did record this episode um, pre-quarantine. So Megan had the opportunity to come over to my house, which is always sort of fun to be in person for interviews. Um, And we chatted about some interesting topics. So Megan is a wedding planner and... We chatted some wedding trends, things that she's seeing, um, you know, what's helpful about having a wedding planner. And then we also really dove into an area that I had asked her to give her thoughts on, and that's of inclusivity. So part of why I wanted to talk about this is that, I mean, I did not think about this inclusivity piece when I was planning my wedding. I didn't do any research about whether my vendors were inclusive to people of color or same-sex couples or any of that, and I wish I would have. And I think now we as wedding professionals, those of us that are getting married or just are like in this space or just as humans in general, have the responsibility to be as inclusive as we can be. Yes, we're all learning and we're all making mistakes and it takes bravery to point out when someone else is doing something that maybe they don't realize isn't inclusive. And so Megan and I talk about that, like how we as wedding professionals, as individuals, as brides and grooms can be more inclusive. It's a really fun conversation. Um, Before we hop into the episode, I wanted to just let you know about a super fun event I've got planned here in about a week from when this episode drops. So on April 9th, um, I'm hosting an online event, of course, with my friend Gina of Past Lives and the Divine. If you remember um, an earlier episode, we talked about past lives with Gina. It's one of the most downloaded episodes that I have, so I know a lot of people really enjoyed it. And her and I are doing an event together. We're going to start with restorative yoga. If you've never done restorative yoga before, it's basically like you get into poses by way of pillows and then you relax there in the most amazing way. (laughs) And then... From yoga, from that deep state of relaxation, we'll move into um, some hypnosis, some group of hypnosis. Gina will guide you through, just give you a little taste of what that feels like to be in a really relaxed state, in a really introspective state. So if you want to get tickets, um, check out the show notes or visit my website, weddedwellness.com events to learn more, to buy tickets. Um, again, it's April 9th, tickets are $30 and you just do it online. It's really, really fun. All right, let's get to the episode with Megan Buck of Buck and Rose. Hi listeners, Ashley here, the Wedded Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited you're tuning in because we are chatting today with Megan Buck from Buck and Rose Event Planning. Hey Megan. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm super good. Good. Thanks (laughs) for having me. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for doing event planning because it's a lot and I'm really glad that you're good at it. Thank you. (laughs) I'm glad I'm good at it too. Yeah. So Megan, will you tell the listeners about 
again, what you do, who you are, how you got into this, because mm-hmm. it really hasn't been that long, and you're flipping killing it, killing Thanks. the game. Yeah, it's kind of been a whirlwind of a couple years, but um, for those of the listeners that haven't heard of Buck and Rose, we are a Minneapolis-based wedding planning and coordinating company. Um, so we officially launched in September of 2018, so not very long ago. Um, I fell into this. I always say fell into it, like you're falling in love, <laughs> um, after I got married. Okay. So my husband, Alex, and I got married in June of 2018. Um, at the time when we were planning our wedding, I was working for Nordstrom, mm-hmm. and actually I knew we had a connection with that, we which was there. super fun to find out. So... Um, Past and current Nordy people still love you all. What a fun place to work. I mean, it was fun place so to work. fun. And, and like, also, like, where did my paychecks go? There. There. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely um, miss my discount. Yeah. Um, but I was there for 10 years. Wow. So I kind of grew up with the company. Um, started when I was 18. Left when I was 28. Okay. And really just didn't realize that having a career in retail would, like, give me all the tools that I need to be an entrepreneur someday. So who knew? Who knew? Um, It was more than just selling clothes. So I was in um, sales management. I did a lot of store facing management. So district management for um, several stores, which was really fun. So I always relate my planning experience back to that because that's probably the most similar to just project management. Um, So bouncing from project to project, each store had different needs. I equate that to different weddings. Every wedding is so different. Um, so that, I think, was probably one of the most valuable tools that I learned um, in that career set. And ultimately, I just fell in love with everything related to weddings when mm-hmm. Alex and I were planning our wedding. So when it was over, I was kind of bummed and like felt really inspired and creative when I was planning my own wedding mm-hmm. and didn't really connect the dots that... I did have a creative side, and I never really knew how to express it. Um, Always have been very much into fashion and style and that sort of thing, but really weddings are very similar where you're choosing different colors and you're selecting different textures and elements that feel very personal. Mm -hmm. Um, So recognizing that, I went back to work, not feeling super inspired or creative. I was also just, I think, in a big like shift in my life where Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to like be an entrepreneur I just didn't know how so I actually left Nordstrom um shortly after we got married and I accepted (laughs) a real estate job um which like in hindsight I was like oh I'll feel better I was kind of feeling like okay well now I'm married the retail schedule gets really tough just with like managing life and yeah it's a lot of nights and nights weekends Things like that, where I was wanting to be home more. Sure. So I thought, okay, like Monday through Friday, I'm going to feel better. Ultimately, I ended up just really not liking that job. Um, So I stayed there for about two months, not even, just to like get through the onboarding process. And I just had to face the facts that like I knew I wanted to do something creative and be my own boss. And someone of my friends actually was getting married. And she approached me and she asked if I would ever consider planning her wedding. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, girl, like, we got it. Like, totally, I'll help you. Like, we can meet for coffee. And she's like, no, like, I want you to plan my wedding. Like, I don't want you to just help me plan my wedding. I want you to plan my wedding. And that's what you call design? 
kind of. Yes. Okay. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. So yes. we'll get into that in a little bit. But <laughs> okay. um, there's like three different packages that we offer, but she just not organized. She recognized that. She recognized that she didn't really care a ton okay. about like the planning of it where she wanted someone else to guide her. And so I came up with the crazy idea that I was going to launch my own wedding planning company. There you go. So my husband Alex helped me build a website. And I think it was September 10th of 2018 we officially launched. So um, first year, last season, we focused a lot on just day of coordination. So um, that coordinating side of things is really just making sure that the couple has someone there the day of to manage all of their details Mm -hmm. and kind of be that behind the scenes person to make sure everything is carried out in the way that they planned. Um, so it's kind of, I always refer to it as like a producer, behind the scenes person who's like calling the shots, running the day so that they don't have to. Um, it's really like an emotional insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> because then oh, you don't that. have to worry about anything. True. And you have someone else who's there who's professional, who's done this before, who like knows the ins and outs of working at different venues, maybe some logistical challenges that could come up. It's just... All in all, the best thing you could ever do for mm-hmm, your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, where this season, we're more focused on design. So mm-hmm. like you mentioned, um, so really curating a specific wedding vision for that client and coming up with details, things that are important to them to ultimately have their wedding day feel like them. Because a wedding is very personal. It doesn't need to feel formal if you're not a formal person. So how do we pick certain colors or elements or... Um, different things to reflect their personalities on their wedding day that's awesome it's been so I mean not much time what do you think has contributed to your success in such a short amount of time and I think you can like you can brag a little (laughs) I'm giving you permission humble brag yeah not so So, humble (laughs) I think there's a couple of things one I really value my relationships with other vendors so when I first started it was really just getting out there, saying hello to people. Um, While I wasn't super well-known and didn't have very many clients, it was just really important for me to build a positive relationship with vendors if I had already worked with them or if I hadn't. Um, Because, again, we live in such a small community of wedding vendors that oftentimes we're going to work together several times a season. Right. Maybe we'll work together once a season. Maybe we'll work together ten times a season or more. Um, So for me, it was getting out, learning their businesses too. So what type of a client works best for them? What type of a client do they typically um, see success with? Whether it's a venue or a photographer, videographer, florist, you name it, because we all have different styles Mm -hmm. and we all attract different clients for different reasons. So that was really important to me. I think the other thing that was really important to me was just making sure that my clients felt like they had a friend in mm-hmm. the process because I want wedding planning to be approachable. I want to be viewed as like someone that they can come to with all of their concerns, whether they feel like it's valid or not, just feeling very safe and feeling very supported because planning a wedding, while it's fun and it's exciting, it's also stressful at times. It can be very emotional. Um, certain people have different expectations of what they think should happen. Um, so there's a lot of different variables that go into planning a wedding that maybe aren't so enjoyable so really being a resource for my clients whether they're hiring me to plan their entire wedding day with them or if they're just hiring me for the day of I wanted to be viewed as a resource for them and a friend Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It, you're such a good listener that I imagine that you are a friend to to brides that really need, I mean, sort of unbiased friends. Yes. <laughs> that is key. Unbiased, unbiased friends. Unattached, unemotional. Yes. And I think that's really key is just having someone who has a different perspective because all of your friends, they're going to know you the best. They're going to have different ideas of what you think um, may or may not work the best, but ultimately to just get some outside perspective from a professional oftentimes is the most like clear a vision can be for them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I work with tons of different clients. I have clients who plan $10,000 weddings and I have clients who plan $60,000 weddings. Mm -hmm. So there's there's Mm -hmm. a a big spectrum there, but ultimately, um, we like to help anyone who is in need who just wants that friend to guide them throughout the process. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part on this work? Seeing my clients beyond happy on their wedding day. So like I love seeing them when they walk into the space for the first time. So after the room flip is done or seeing the space come together with their vision, it's so rewarding just to see how happy they look and mm-hmm. how in love they are and just how amazing of a time they're having. Um, that and just seeing them on the dance floor later on in the night, like just no worries, no things to worry about, not worried about who's packing up all the gifts or who's bringing the <laughs> cards to the, to the bridal suite, anything like that. It's just the best to see them truly in their element, just having the best time mm-hmm. and enjoying their wedding day to the fullest, which is our, our biggest thing is we want couples to enjoy their wedding day to the fullest. And if you can do that by hiring a professional, um, definitely worth every single penny. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times our clients will say that, you know, we're the best money that they invested in on their wedding mm-hmm. day just for that reason and that reason alone because then they don't have to worry about delegating those tasks to family members who might not really want to deal with that either. Mm-hmm. So, and they're not by bi- I mean, they're not unbiased. They are biased individuals yes. who have their own opinions and yeah, yeah. You're right. I love that. Thanks. So, Okay, the wedding, I mean, now that I'm, it's been a long time since I got married, (laughs) but because I consider myself a wedding professional in this Mm -hmm. industry, I'm seeing things as they are in trends and um, just the movement of the industry is different than when I got married in 2012. It's different from when I got married two years ago. Isn't it weird how fast it changes? It changes very rapidly, yeah. So what are you seeing the trends like right now in 2020? Outside of coronavirus scariness, which is life, like outside of that, what trends are you seeing? Some smaller, more like intimate weddings, I would say, are definitely like a trend right now. Um, So we still have the, you know, the weddings that are going to be 200 plus people. We get that. Everyone loves to have a big party, but elopements are really big right now. Um, So even just having maybe a reception here in Minnesota with your friends and family, but um, maybe you eloped. And it was just the two of you and your photographer. Like, for real eloped. For real. Like, like there's so many varying degrees of elopement, I <laughs> yeah. feel like. like. One of my good friends, um, Natasha Ferdui of yeah. Natasha Ferdui Photography, she, at our retreat that we just went on, we went to Nalia's retreat in Phoenix, and it was just the most incredible experience. She was talking, one of her topics was about destination weddings and elopements, and she actually was there in Phoenix a couple days prior to the retreat for an elopement. So this bride <laughs> sought her out. I think it was via Facebook. Said, okay. "Hey, we're getting a, we're going to do an elopement. We want to go to Sedona up in the Red Rock area. 
we want it just to be like us and our parents. Is this something that you would help us photograph? And it was like, heck yeah, like that would be amazing. And it's just a little bit more intimate. It's more meaningful. um, But you still have the benefit of, again, that party when you come home. So rather than getting married in front of 200 people, you're doing it in front of just your closest friends and family Mm -hmm. and you're traveling away for it. And it's really cool. Do you ever do elopements? I haven't, but I definitely would like to. Because there's details to an elopement as well, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone was like, you know what? I don't want to even have to deal, plan this for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a process. It's not like, I think a lot of times people have this perspective of like, oh, an elopement is so easy. Mm -hmm. And we can just go do it tomorrow. You can't really. Like, you still have to, like, check with the county and where you're getting married. You still need a marriage license. You're still going to need witnesses. You're still going to need... An officiant to make oh, it right. official. Like, um, so those types of things, yes. Um, of course, you're not planning meals. You're not planning kind of the big production side of things as far as like an event goes. But you're still planning all of those little things that are going to make your wedding actually official or your elopement official. Official versus yeah. just like an event. And destination okay. weddings, same thing. Um, so that's something that we offer as a service as well. We okay. haven't done it yet, but definitely... Um, I'm hoping to get some brides and couples who are interested in that for 2021. We would just basically work with the client on picking their destination and making sure that all of those logistics are taken care of. Uh Um, And then destination wedding, obviously, you're going to still invite some people. You're still going to have guests. So different from an elopement, but still some similar logistical planning that goes along with it. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. There's so many directions that you can go. Yeah. So smaller, more intimate you're seeing. I'm seeing that. Okay. Yeah. And even just, again, being personable and like, not personable, but showing your personality through your wedding. So I had a couple last year. I loved it because they really wanted to showcase their like family heritage. And so instead of doing Mm -hmm. a traditional sit down dinner, they did food stations. And so I think he had a Hispanic heritage um, where he had a couple food stations. One was like little street tacos and kind of like for the dessert they had um what are those called churros so oh cute. yeah cute and it was all <laughs> handheld and it was fun because it was a cocktail style ceremony so guests could just get up and move around oh, and then they fun. had like a pad thai station and a slider station because they just really love sliders and okay. stuff like that so like yeah. just a fun way to incorporate your own personality into it too and just make it feel like It's your wedding because if you're not a formal person, having a sit-down dinner might not be, like, your vibe Mm -hmm. or your thing. Mm -hmm. So just making it as much of your own as you can. Mm -hmm. And that's what we love and helping them do, too. It almost seems, though, like it might be harder to be a bride now than, say, even, like, when our parents were getting married. Because there was such a specific way to do things. Very That, like, you didn't have as many choices. And now... I mean, you have endless choices on how you want to do things. choices, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so another benefit to working with a professional, they'll help you narrow in on your Mm -hmm. priorities. Um, So a couple of things that I always ask my couples is what their three biggest priorities are for their day, whether it be the venue, the space, the vibe that people are going to feel, or if it's the experience that their guests have, or if it's working with that, you know, super well-known photographer, those types of things, because weddings are always evolving they're always changing there are millions of choices even here in the twin cities i mean there's hundreds of other wedding planners that people can work with there's hundreds of other 
photographers people can choose. Thousands. So it's like, how do you it's even insane. find? How do you find them? The person that you're supposed to work with. Right. So um, there's a lot of benefits to working with a professional just for that reason to point you in direction of okay vendors that are going to be easy to work with based on your personality or you know super awesome choices for different elements in your wedding mm-hmm. whether it be food or drink or um, again like personalizing in any way shape or form mm-hmm. so that's another benefit too yeah oh, thank goodness for people like you <laughs> I didn't have a wedding planner and yeah. I had like a 300 person wedding it's big what was I thinking that was big you probably did a lot of it I did and honestly it wasn't fun I mean that's kind of where this business came from mm-hmm. it's like what why was yeah, this you so like stressful? didn't have fun yeah I, I could have I could have had fun and I didn't know how yeah um I also again before I even got into this industry planned my own wedding I was good at it I did enjoy it but the day of nightmare like really I just had to do so much yeah. because I didn't recognize that I could ask another wedding planner for help or I could hire a coordinator to take care of all of my details because I think that's where a lot of brides and couples struggle is they have a vision they don't necessarily want to trust anyone with that vision but come wedding day who was carrying it out I mean I was setting my own tables I was putting no, out my own floral really? <gasps> I was setting up our dessert <laughs> and queuing our own wedding party down the aisle yeah, like I did that too. just crazy things that like I should have just been relaxing and enjoying time with my bridal party but because I was stubborn and didn't recognize these things in advance, you live and you learn. So. We're type A, I think. Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> it's hard to let go. It's hard to let go. Well, so Megan and I, I mean, we kind of met on the Instagrams, as, mm-hmm. as a lot of us do. And, you know, this podcast, we discuss well-being and we discuss weddings. And something that Megan and I have gotten to talking to in our time together and kind of meeting up is that is this idea around inclusivity and how that can affect the well-being of us as those planning the weddings and of the guests, of kind of everyone involved. And especially, you know, we're talking trends earlier, Mm -hmm. trends for the generation of ourselves and a little bit younger than us Mm -hmm. is that like they want to be inclusive, that they are conscious. Right of others um and so I wanted Megan to talk a little bit about this being so experienced and being just really conscious of how to include people um of all facets of life Mm -hmm. so I mean what do you let's talk a little bit more about this like specifically within the wedding industry where do you see inclusivity maybe missing the mark a little bit like where are we not where are we not including everyone Yeah, I think we as vendors definitely have a responsibility to be more inclusive Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of different ways. So one conversation that I was having actually with my friend Amber of Etta Florial, um, she's very passionate about this topic. And so um, thanks to her, I kind of got outside of my own little bubble of just thinking of, well, you know, how can I put content out there? that's showing that I'm inclusive. So as a wedding vendor, we all have curated social media feeds and we have um, website images and we have blog posts and all of these different resources to basically have a platform for people, for brides, for couples. Um, And I didn't really recognize until she brought that up to me, like 
all of us are kind of missing the mark on this, in my opinion. Like, there's not one company that really sticks out in my mind, whether they're local or national, that, like, really does a great job with inclusivity. I think Mm -hmm. it's a trend in a sense that, like, even wedding dress shopping, like, you go into a bridal shop and you're expected to all fit into a sample size 10, which is, like, a street size 4. Like, it just doesn't... Mm -hmm make a lot of sense so (laughs) I get that there's limitations on certain things within our industry where okay yes a bridal shop can't necessarily carry every size and every sample but do they have an offering of different sizes in different silhouettes that are going to fit everybody type Mm -hmm. and that is even the simplest of things that's just clothing that's just attire the wedding dress the The wedding dress dress, that you were going to wear a bride being able to go somewhere feeling excited and walking out excited rather than nervous scared worried that nothing is gonna fit embarrassed yeah um i know when i went wedding dress shopping i'm you know i've never been a street size four in my life i've always been you know a size 12 14 and for a lot of industries, unfortunately, that's considered plus size. And mm-hmm. we live in this day and age where um, I think, again, like the trend recently with other designers and other clothing brands, not even just in bridal, is this notion of size inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So size inclusivity being one topic. One topic, yeah. Um, that we can kind of digest it a little bit further. Another topic is just um, working with couples of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So... I personally have never had that yet. I do have friends in that community. I've asked if they would be willing to be a styled shoot for me mm-hmm. where I can get them together and I'm putting out content for the month of Pride to showcase that we are inclusive cool. at Buck and Rose and mm-hmm. that we are um, accepting of all couples, of every walk of life. Because I think to not see that and not see yourself represented, like, that's crazy that you would expect to book a vendor or to potentially meet with someone who has never even showcased who you are mm-hmm. in their work. It's just such a heteronormative industry. And I, and I and I bring this up because I've been looking at my own social media and like the you know my website when I tried to I specifically had same sex couples in that original shoot but mm-hmm. even there it's so underrepresented mm-hmm. and if I want to if I want to call in all people and have mm-hmm. them, you know, use these services, and I'm, I've been really lucky that I do have some same-sex couples that I work with for one-on-one sessions or couple sessions. Um, and, like, how do I – I want that to be for everyone. So, yeah. like, I love that you bring that up because – for June. So you're planning to do just, like, a big splash around this amazing mm-hmm. community that, like – you necessarily haven't shown just yet. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's just a responsibility that I've recognized that I do have this platform. I have a following that, you know, needs to be represented. And they're my friends. And Mm -hmm. they're people in the community that maybe don't always feel included. And so I think the notion of inclusivity, whether it's um, also people of color. So um, just making sure that when you are working with people, that you're representing them. I, I I think that's like the biggest thing that we can do as vendors is just be cognizant and recognize that if you're not including 
these people, like how can you go above and beyond to do that? And I think styled shoots are a great way to do that, even if you haven't had the opportunity to work with someone of color yet as a client or um, a plus size bride, like Mm -hmm. a styled shoot with a plus size bride. That would be huge for, you know, people who are expecting to see I think so often we see the same thing repeated in our industry where, okay, yes, it's beautiful. Everything's supposed to be um, kind of like this fairy tale, right? So it's almost like the Cinderella moment <laughs> lived over a million times mm-hmm. where I think we also need to stretch that beauty is different for every person and it looks different for everyone who has a different perspective. So if we can showcase beauty in another way, I think we definitely need to. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to like challenge ourselves to, to do better and to recognize that we have that power and that we have a platform to communicate that with. Mm-hmm. You know, for newly engaged couples, is there anything you think they can do to be inclusive to their guests? Like you as a wedding planner, now that we're like into the meat of this good mm-hmm, stuff, like mm-hmm. what would you suggest to a couple around this issue for their guests? It's a really great question. I don't know if I have like a specific answer other than I think they, as the couple, have a lot of control over who's coming to their wedding and who they're choosing to be a part of their day. Um, unfortunately, I have had couples who maybe invite family members who are not always welcoming of yeah. people, yeah. you know? So whether it's a person of color, whether it's an LGBTQ member, there are certain things. And of course, I think we all deal with this, especially people in our age, like the millennial mindset where we're recognizing this and even people younger than us are like you were saying, they want to be super inclusive and they're very much mindful of that. People are parents' age. Like, it was a very different time. Or our grandparents' age. Yeah, it was a very different time. So I also recognize that maybe their version of normal isn't our community today, but also just being really mindful of who you're actually inviting to your wedding day that could potentially make someone feel unwelcome. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to I think enforce because of course you're going to have family members that might have different viewpoints than you um in the event that you don't have that control are you seating them with people who are going to be enjoyable so um if you know for a fact that there's a family member or someone that you're inviting that maybe isn't the most inclusive Mm. seating them pretty like far away from that couple who could potentially feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I, I mean it that's the the real reality of these situations is yeah that, yeah you just I mean it's just even being conscious like loving the people on all everyone that comes to your wedding enough to think about this from, from and the beginning it's who you select as your vendors so are you exactly working with vendors yeah. like you're just saying um who are inclusive and they have representation in their work um there was a venue that I actually was working with when I was pretty new, not working with directly, but was looking as, you know, to host a style shoot, communicating back and forth. And ultimately I decided not to move forward because they sent me their mission statement as far as like who they would feel comfortable representing in their space. 
And it was very much, we believe marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, (laughs) Literally, it was just kind of like, okay, I I don't agree with this. So I'm not going to represent my brand with yours. And I ultimately just had to tell them, look, like, we're going to move forward with someone else to host the shoot because I personally can't back my brand and my reputation with what you stand for. Did you say that? Mm -hmm. Good for you. Thank you. And that was like my one moment of this like, wow, there are venues out there who truly believe that and who are unwelcoming to the LGBTQ community or they are unwelcoming to um, people of color. And not that I'm an activist by any way, shape, or form, but I'm at least trying to do better. And I'm at least trying to be very much aware of the types of businesses that we partner with at Buck and Rose because of that. So, um, so do your research, Brads and Grimms. Research. 100%. Couples, everyone. Yes. Because it, I mean, yeah, I've run into this too. I, I just, I'm like flabbergasted. I think oh, we live in liberal Minnesota, right? right. Like, Everyone's it's super into the gay community. No, that is not that is not the reality. No, and I mean we're just we're all becoming more diverse, you know, racially. Mm. Like, get with it, people. Yeah. Like, I am on a little bit of an activist in that sense. I'm like, yeah. this is effed up. It is effed up. So thank you for 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 being you know outspoken about that and saying no, I don't want to work with you because you're that's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. It's not. It's just I think. When you have a personal brand, you need to be very mindful that there are other companies or brands out there that they might not align with you. And as a planner, I work super closely with amazing people. Um, but I always make sure to like ask the right questions so that my couples will feel 100% comfortable with whoever I re- recommend them to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a tricky thing, but the biggest thing is do your research. Yeah. Make sure that you're reading the fine print and asking for mission statements and who they serve and who their ideal client is. Mm-hmm. If we could all be like Target, they're inclusive oh. marketing and like... <laughs> As if I needed another reason to love Target. They're doing all the right things. They really they're do doing a good job. all the right things. They're, even in their print ads, I mean, there was, I think a couple weeks ago, a woman in a wheelchair yeah, they in one of their ads. Out. And it was just like, wow, like... Someone with a disability is now represented mm-hmm. in a normal platform of a Target ad. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, they're doing all the right things and couldn't love them anymore. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thanks for having that discussion because it's something I've been thinking about a lot. And I honestly, am even like sometimes the terminology that I use on my website, I, I'm like, now I want to go back and kind of redo a lot of it and, and just be like, why? Okay, this is really heteronormative. How can mm-hmm. I make it more inclusive? Well, and even asking on questionnaires instead of saying bridegroom, yeah, do that, but also are you including pronouns? Okay, so let's let's come back to um, a little bit more about you because mm-hmm. I feel like we got some good stuff to take away. What do you like to do to stay well? What is your jam for your self-care oh. practices? Um, so many things. I feel like I'm definitely the happiest when I can recharge either through yoga, um, some meditation, definitely love just in the summertime, not so much right now because it's like gross and muddy out everywhere, but like walks around the lake. We live right near Lake Hiawatha and Lake Nokomis. Oh, you do? Fun. So walking around those lakes just to like clear my mind and being green space is huge for me. 
Um, also some pampering. So like getting my nails done after a wedding weekend, like on a Sunday when I'm like still exhausted physically from being at a wedding for 12 hours, like that is like music to my ears, like going to get a pedicure and a manicure and just like completely focus on Mm self-care and like what I need to be happy and feel refreshed and recharged and taken care of. I definitely think we all have different forms of self-care and I always encourage people that it's truly whatever makes you feel good and like whatever makes you feel happy Mm -hmm. and at peace. In the moment too. It doesn't have to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I know my husband's like one of his biggest self-care things is he loves to cook. Like, that's, like, his oh, thing. lucky. He just loves to, like, zone out and, like, <laughs> just be in the kitchen by himself. And he definitely, like, enjoys that side of, like, prepping meals for, like, people that he loves and, like, other things like that. So, um, not so much cook? for me. But, oh, yeah, he's amazing. He's a good cook. Yeah, he okay, does all of our cooking. Because what if he wasn't? You're just, that like. That would be, <laughs> like, I would still probably, like, encourage him. But, Yeah. Luckily, he's good. My husband made, he's probably here. He can probably hear me. <laughs> he made like 90 meatballs last weekend. I don't even know. I may be over exaggerating, but it was a lot of meatballs. And like, I really hate, I think I've talked about this on my show before, meat and non meat words together. So, meatballs yeah. makes me want to die a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, we well, have a million There's meatballs. like breadcrumbs and stuff in it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, thank you. Like, question mark. Thanks, but. No, he's a good cook. He actually is a really good cook. That's good. That helps because I'm not. Are you a good cook? I used to be, but okay. I don't cook anymore. Like when we, <laughs> when Alex and I first started dating, I like definitely like whipped up like some great meals because I was like, I want to impress you. Show you my skills. And then he was like, you know, I actually really like cooking. Like I'm going to cook you dinner. And like, I feel like since then it's just like his thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll do baking, but he does all the cooking. Okay. So you're booked up for 2020 almost, right? Pretty yes, close. pretty close. We're just accepting a few more. There's like a couple weekends. We have one in June, one in September, one in October. Open. Okay. Off season, we always try to accommodate, but there's never a guarantee. So like November through April. Sure. We definitely will try, but that's also our sales season. So oh. it's it's kind of a balance. So okay. consultations and prepping for the following season. So we'll take maybe one or two in the off season. Okay. Huh. Wow, that's really jam-packed in a small amount of time. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy because August through October, I think I counted the other day, it was like 15 weekends are back-to-back just with how things are booked. There are 15 weekends in that time frame. In that time frame that we are back-to-back a wedding every single weekend. Okay. So, And you have someone on your team now too, right? Like, did you hire another person? We have a small team now. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I recognize that... I'm only one person. And oh my it's gosh. okay to ask yeah. for help. I think that's another self-care practice that we can all live by is it's okay to ask for help. Um, so we do have a small team of six contractors right now. So 16 members under Buck and Rose. They all have um, event experience in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Whether it be the running their own business or hospitality or um, event management of some sort. Um, so we feel really awesome and well positioned to take care of everyone. And my whole goal is to be present at every couple's wedding so the idea behind bringing them on board this season is that next season if we're double booked for example in one day so if we have three weddings on August 15th I can bounce between all three while they're in charge 
of like the execution. So it's all in all just kind of a good way for us to grow mm-hmm. and support more couples. Love that. And you're so connected. If a bride came to you and they said, hey, I want to do it this weekend, you're like, you know what, I'm booked, but like, here's some awesome planners. Yeah. You're just so, you have so many good resources. Yeah. There's, I love this community so much because we're all very much in the mentality of community over competition. So absolutely, a lot of my really good friends are running their own wedding planning businesses. Mm -hmm. And it's just really great to have that resource to say, hey, I think that, you know, you would be a great fit for um, this company. Mm-hmm. Well, and shameless plug, if you, if Megan is your wedding planner and you want to throw some <laughs> yoga in, yes! if you book a, a bachelorette party or a wedding show or a group experience, mm-hmm. you get a couple's class for free. So awesome. yeah, I mean, all of Megan's clients hit me mm-hmm. up. We got, yes. some, we got some yoga time going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're on our preferred vendor guide, yeah. which is exciting. It's going That's out awesome. next week. Yay. Um, so all of our clients have full access to that and we'll definitely make sure that they know about you and, and they've got a lot of kids. the You've amazing things you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate it. So where can people find you? Where can all these couples get to you? So Instagram, we're at Buck and Rose Weddings. Um, we also have a Facebook page, Buck and Rose Weddings. And then our website is just www.buckandrose.com. Okay. Um, so um, any inquiries, services, pricing, it's all accessible on our website. Everything um is transparent we try to be as transparent as possible in terms of pricing so that nothing is a surprise um but the biggest thing is is just sending an inquiry so if you're interested in talking booking us even just having a conversation about what your needs might be just fill out the inquiry form on our website and we'll get in contact with you and kind of discuss what options might be the best for your needs perfect Thanks, Megan. This was fun. This was so fun. This was really fun. Thanks for your insight, your discussion. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in today, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Give the show a quick comment and a rating, and even better, share it with a friend. They might need it right now. Tune in um, sooner than later for our next episode. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>